This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Monday, October 9th. I'm Julia Caulfield. And I'm Gavin McGough. In today's headlines, Telluride man arrested on felony drug charges. Measuring up the ballot. Question 4A. Colorado ready for 2023 elections. And a mountain weather forecast. San Miguel County Sheriff deputies arrested a Telluride man on multiple felony charges after a traffic stop near Trout Lake on Friday, October 7th. Two deputies were patrolling um, the highway near Trout Lake when they, um, a vehicle almost collided with them going the opposite direction. They stopped that uh, vehicle and determined it had stolen license plates on it. San Miguel County Sheriff Phil Masters. Upon further inspection and uh, discussions with the driver, they found a stolen firearm inside the vehicle, several fentanyl pills, and believed to be some methamphetamine as well. Masters says after running the man's name through a national database, it was determined he was wanted in another state. Deputies arrested the man and the following day obtained a search warrant for his home in Lawson Hill. And there they found uh, additional evidence of uh, what we consider to be uh, stolen items, stolen identification, and um, possible other paraphernalia regarding uh, drug dealing and abuse. According to Masters, there isn't evidence the suspect is part of something larger in town. We wouldn't be surprised if uh, some of these items were uh, stolen from local people local construction sites, those kinds of things. That that wouldn't be a a surprise to me. But uh, right now we can't tie him to any, uh, directly to anything locally here. But um, my guess is that uh, further investigation might uh, lead to that. And that investigation is ongoing. There's a lot of um, identification cards from throughout the nation. uh, And we believe those to be stolen through uh, some method, maybe... uh, Uh, breaking into cars, etc. So we have a lot of legwork to do to go and and, uh, try to contact all those people and determine why this man has uh, their identification cards and credit cards, etc. So that's going to take some time. That's the the next step that we're going to uh, follow up on. And we'll just see where all that leads us. Masters notes the incident is a good reminder for the community about staying safe. There's no magical walls around Telluride that keeps out people that are criminals and and they they might come in and live here in our midst. I, I don't think they're going to leave their criminal behavior behind when they do that. Nothing magical about our community that makes people stop committing crimes when they have that um, propensity to do so. And you just need to be aware of that and don't get completely complacent um, about uh, locking your cars and locking your home and, uh, and just being aware that anyone can come here, of course. The suspect is currently being held without bond in San Miguel County Jail. He has been charged with possession of controlled substances with intent to distribute, possession of drug paraphernalia, special offender firearm, possession of stolen property, possession of stolen license plates, fictitious license plates, reckless driving, and no proof of insurance. On Mondays, in the run-up to the November election, KOTO News will be covering this year's ballot initiatives. 
This week, we have a profile on ballot measure 4A, a bond measure from the Telluride R1 School District, to raise money for affordable housing and infrastructure improvements. Issue 4A will say, uh, will you approve issuing $31.8 million worth of bonds that the school district would like to issue uh, in support of building teacher and staff housing and in uh, providing critical infrastructure upgrades for the schools. Dylan Brooks is on the Telluride R1 School District Board of Education. The issue on the table will increase property taxes by less than one mil. How that works out is that a million dollar uh, home or so Uh, the assessed value of that actual value ends up being about 67,000. That's the amount that that gets taxed. And uh, a one one mil on that ends up being about $67 a year. So we're talking about somewhere between five and six dollars per month on a million dollar house is would be the increase in taxes. While many property owners saw their taxes go up this year based on assessed value, Brooks notes that doesn't have a large impact on school funding. That is not the way that Colorado school finance works. The amount of money that uh, our school district and every other in the state receives is determined by the state. And so we're looking at increases that are generally between three and five percent regardless of what happens to property values. Funds from the bond measure, should it pass, will go towards improvements to the school buildings, in addition to construction or purchase of housing for staff. The school district has uh, struggled recently with uh, retaining and attracting the best staff possible. Uh, We do uh, have vacancies right now. Uh, you know, if anybody out there is listening and is qualified to be a health teacher, we do need one of those. Uh, but the, uh, the truth of the matter is, is that, uh, the, the feedback we get from teachers that, that, that we lose from our school, it, uh, is that, The number one issue is the affordability of living in Telluride. Brooks says the school district currently houses approximately 10% of staff in district-owned rental housing, but they want to increase that number to 25 or 30%. We can provide a benefit that both attracts and retains more staff. And secondly, we can uh, increase our long-term revenue and our uh, financial sustainability because... 20 years from now, when these bonds are paid off, we'll fully own the housing that uh, can continues to house our staff. And that revenue can, can, can be used to compensate the other ones. Brooks adds the aim of the bond is to help provide the children in the Telluride region with the best education possible. The results that we get out of the school are exemplary. Uh, we continue to strive to make them better. And we uh, are, are asking the people of the Telluride community to support us in giving us the resources to do that. Ballot issue 4A comes before school district voters in the November 7th election. This story is part of Kodo's ongoing election coverage. Find an archive of all our election coverage at koto.org slash 2023-election-coverage. Election day in Colorado is less than a month out. Ballots will be due in boxes by 7 p.m. on Tuesday, November 7th. 
Although this election deals mostly with local issues, Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold is still busy preparing. Griswold was in Telluride this weekend and stopped by Coto. She begins by filling us in on the election 2023 details. We have a statewide coordinated election. Ballots will go out the week of October 16th. Uh, And I I think it will be a great election, just like all the elections that we have. The county clerks have been working hard preparing their ballots, testing all the equipment, doing everything that they do to ensure security and accuracy. Uh, And then we'll play, I'll play the oversight role. As you like to point out, Colorado is uh, consistently ranked as having some of the best run and most trusted elections in the country. Um, But what challenges remain and what have you been working on to improve our state's elections uh, even more? Over the last five years that I've been Secretary of State, we've increased access. So, for example, uh, we partnered with the tribes and saw approximate 20 percent increase in tribal voting. We passed parolee reenfranchisement, automatic voter registration, guaranteed access on all public universities and tribal lands. Uh, We've also uh, had to increase our security posture, the the physical security around elections. You know, we've seen threats to election workers skyrocket. And actually, Colorado has lost about one third of its elected county clerks in the last four years. Election administration is very hard. We had the pandemic followed by the insurrection. And I've been very vocal on the subject. We can't use threats of intimidation to force good people to step down. So the 2023 election is mostly focused on kind of hyper-local issues, school boards, stuff like that. But 2024 is going to be a bit different. Um, So is your office already looking ahead? Absolutely. Um, And and by the way, that might have been the understatement of the the day (laughs) that 24 will look different than 23. Uh, So 2024 is the presidential election. and, And we saw what happened last presidential election. Uh, The former president did everything he could to make it hard for Americans to vote in the middle of the pandemic, uh, ultimately inciting the insurrection on the United States Capitol. Uh, Your your listeners probably know what happened. And that attack on democracy from 2020 and January 6th has not stopped. It hasn't. Um, What I can tell your listeners is that I believe that we'll have great elections just like we always do. Um, You know, if there are incidents that happen, such as we saw in Mesa County with their security breach or in Elbert County, I'll act to make sure that every Republican, Democrat and unaffiliated can cast a ballot in free and fair elections. How does your work overseeing elections fit together uh, with all the other issues that Coloradans are thinking about and facing today? So I I just think it's so important to recognize that a a well-functioning democracy is imperative for all the other things that we care about. Uh, Because when extremists get elected, either because a democracy isn't quite working right or because of the dark money, it, it, it leads to the state we're in today. So I think we need urgent climate action right now. It should be coupled with good union-paying jobs because people should not be left behind. Uh, And we should be really building the blueprint of what the future looks like for our state and the nation. So I think, you know, the state is on a really good path, but there's some big issues facing us that calls for a dynamic and bold leadership. And I'm uh, just so honored to be Secretary of State to work in a small way uh, on these issues. All right, Secretary Griswold, is there anything else you'd like to add uh, to, for our CODO listeners? No, I, I think um, 
you know, y- your guys's county has great elections. Your county clerk does a, a good job. Um, and your listeners, if they ever have any concerns about anything, should always feel free to reach out to me. Uh, our offices are in Denver, but I'm just a, a phone call away. Uh, so just always reach out. And I, I appreciate you having me on today. That was Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold, who stopped by KOTO to discuss her work on the 2023 election and beyond. It's almost off-season at the Telluride Historical Museum, but the ghosts of Telluride's past aren't going anywhere just yet. While the museum itself has a closing date on Saturday, October 14th, the museum's annual Lamplight Cemetery tours are just getting underway. Tours of the Lone Tree Cemetery, featuring remembrances of icons from Telluride's history, are a common summer occurrence. But in October, the tours shift into the evening hours and take place under the cloak of darkness. Kicking off this week on Friday the 13th, the tours will continue each Friday through the end of October, beginning at the cemetery at 6.30 p.m. Email Teresa at telluridemuseum.org to claim your spot. The museum will also be open on Halloween for trick-or-treating and a scavenger hunt before its off-season hiatus begins in full and the ghosts at long last have a chance to rest. Have you thought about roads lately? Like, really thought about them? Environmental journalist Ben Goldfarb has, and he's written a book on the topic of our world's ubiquitous pathways. Published this fall by Norton, Crossings, How Road Ecology is Shaping the Future of Our Planet, offers an expansive look at and a deep dive into the 40 million miles of roadway encircling the globe. In the book, Goldfarb travels both the country and the world to uncover not only the devastating impacts roadways have on animal, plant, and ecological life, but also possible futures for our roads, which might better serve Earth's landscapes and their non-human inhabitants. Goldfarb is coming to Telluride this Wednesday, October 11th, to discuss his work and what he's learned along the way. Featuring a reading and Q&A, the event takes place in the Wilkinson Library Program Room. It begins at 5.30 p.m. A record number of Colorado residents ripped out their grass yards this year, according to the nonprofit Resource Central. KUNC's Alex Hager reports more than 10,000 front-range households transitioned some or all of their yards to landscapes that use less water. About half of the water used by a typical household is for outdoor irrigation. Across the state, at least 45 water utilities and towns offer incentives for people to bring that water use down. Neil Lurie is president of the Boulder-based Resource Central. Every day we're hearing about Challenges on the Colorado River, challenges with drought, and I think people are looking to be part of the solution. Landscaping is something that people can control. Lurie says his group helped implement landscape changes that saved more than 100 million gallons of water in the last year alone. Grass yards have long been a target of cities and towns looking to stretch out finite water supplies, but homes and businesses account for less than a fifth of all water pulled from the Colorado River. I'm Alex Hager. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for a mostly clear night tonight with a low around 40 degrees. Tuesday, expect sunny skies followed by a partly cloudy night with a forecast high in the mid-50s and a low near 40 degrees. 
Wednesday will bring mostly sunny skies in the morning with blustery conditions and a chance of precipitation in the afternoon and a high around 50. A chance of rain and snow continues overnight on Wednesday with a low near 30 degrees. This has been the news for Monday, October 9th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206.